Hey guys, this is Level Up, the podcast designed to help you win at work and make you master of your money. This is your host, Jen Simons, all set to dive into the fast moving ocean of mental health. Are you ready to swim towards success? I am. Our guest today is a mental health advocate in the corporate space. A very knowledgeable and experienced HR professional herself, she's currently a consultant for pretty much all the country's largest conglomerates, the Lopez Group, PLDT, Ayala, and SM. She's also helping us at Uploan with counseling and some webinars on mental health. It's helping us all manage this super challenging global moment. So let's jump right in because I want you to learn from this super enlightened, inspiring, and passionate lady, Zara Hernaez. Here we are on the phone earlier this week. I saw in one of your videos on YouTube that you were 24 years in the corporate space in HR. Is that right? Um, I did 18 years for HR and the rest is corporate communication. I handle crisis management, basically. So I'm kind of busy now with the other companies I'm handling this entire COVID thing. But um, communication, um, crisis, crisis management. A lot of my work now as a consultant is um, HR and communications, internal communications, transformations, a lot of transformations and um, organizational development work. For HR people, currently the biggest dilemma is making sure that the headcount will be okay after this pandemic. Meaning maintained? Maintain the headcount, maintain the benefits and the compensation which can be a challenge. Number one, business always comes first. And no HR practitioner wants to terminate people. And this is coming from someone who's terminated thousands. No one, that's number one right now. Make sure that all the jobs are practically safe. All the jobs are practically, um, if the employees feel secure given the circumstance. Because if you have employees that aren't secure, then you will also expect that we have employees who do not perform as well because morale will be low, loyalty will be low, even that there's a work-at-home situation as well. HR challenge now is trying to measure the effectivity and the productivity of the employees. If you notice, there really are still some people who, despite having to work at home, are still late, right? Late on calls. Missing in action because, again, understandably, they are managing their own stresses at this current point in time, whether it be their emotional and mental wellness. And it's hard to measure. So a lot of the things now are, it's not business as usual. It's not. You cannot apply whatever policies you have at this current moment in time. But what HR can do is try to make sure that they revisit their policies towards the new normal after this pandemic it should be they should have an employee base that would be ready to tackle and rebuild businesses because um, a lot of uh, rebuilding and creation will be needed to ensure that the businesses are maintained so a lot right now not only do we need to make our employees feel soothed and nurtured but most of it is really preparing them via security and safety of their job functions, their compensation, retention of compensation and benefits. And of course, this comes with transparency and communication of where the organization is currently and where it will be in the next six months. 
So it sounds like HR heads really need to be part of the strategic management meetings. What sort of discussions should they be having in these planning sessions with the C-suite? Usually it's a framework that it revolves around shared values. So currently we have our organizational shared values, but then again, this will change moving forward. In the framework, usually there are hard elements or there are hard elements like strategy. How will your strategy be in the organization moving forward? How can you pivot the business in order to maintain your advantage over your competitors? You know, how will the structure be in the organization? Will you be having work at home setups? 50% in the organization will be moved uh, to the work at home setup and provide the systems and the structures for this. Other organizations have already reviewed their benefits, like their car plans. This car plan may not be available anymore moving forward. It may be changed into plans like Wi-Fi, uh, internet plans, and new laptops for the people. And you also have, what are the skill sets needed in the future? It should be people who can be, since working at home is an advantage, it can be people who who are highly skilled in terms of communication. A lot of your work will be telemarketing moving forward because they'll be home. They They don't have the presence to be there. So those are the skill sets you have to review. What kind of employees are we looking at? Is it someone who's resilient versus someone who has a pleasing personality? Right. So what kind of leadership style are we looking at? We are now looking at results-based leadership versus people who are stringent in their performance appraisals and performance, their KRAs, their key result areas. It's really more on result-driven versus task and uh, schedule-driven people. Those are the things that they can discuss during during a meeting with the management committee and if they are part of the management committee this is something everyone has to think about for example for smart what they do is that they make sure that um, hr is also very aware of the marketing services and everything is aligned including their internal communications Mm -hmm. so if the hr head is actually somebody who does decisions as well together with the rest of the management committee then good but a telling thing would be how their table of organization is done if your hr reports to a business unit more often than not i know that that's a very transactional human resources but if it's somebody who also sits in the table together with the president and everyone else it's given as much as importance then that hr practically has as much influence sap has published that hr leaders will unquestionably remain on the front lines of a business's response to the covid19 pandemic most of them are already working long hours during this crisis I read that in Forbes magazine, and I know it for a fact. I've been trying to get an HR thought leader on the pod for weeks, and it's been super hard to schedule them. The quote in Forbes goes on to say that in this particular crisis, HR teams are the war heroes of most companies. I couldn't agree more. Our HR team has heroically swept me personally out of danger earlier this year by correcting my taxes filed and they're breaking bad news all over the country right now while navigating changing instructions from Dole and keeping as many people as possible at work. 
I know you must have an HR hero in your life. Has someone made a benefit available for you or reached out with an option that made your life easier when you needed it? We'd love to hear these stories. Reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. We are at UploanPH on all those platforms. We'd be thrilled to have your story in audio, video, or text. When you check in again next time, you might even hear yourself on the air. Now, speaking of heroes, most working Filipinos support more than three people, and there's a very strong breadwinner mentality in our culture. I asked Zara how this affects long-term wellness. Agree, it is a culture and it's quite prevalent in, in our uh, Filipino culture. And more than it being want, a want or people wanting to help their families, there is a need for them to help um, these families. And uh, this is how Filipino culture was founded. And basically, it's the need to help. And secondly, it's really intergenerational poverty. So a lot of people are not geared up to support individual nucleus families. It has to be extended because they do not have the capacity to bring these uh, families forward. What I do, I do give advice to a lot of people who do this. And most of the time, I do tell them to change their goals. When you change your goals, instead of thinking that I'm pulling my family out of the current situation and helping my family now, how can I help my family in uh, in a long, in a more long term way and pull our family and elevate the next generation of my family? And usually, it starts with you. It starts with the person who is um, providing and is the breadwinner. It starts with you and elevating your family and pulling your family out of poverty. It starts with you and have ground rules. Number one, really have ground rules. Meet with your siblings and your family and really have these ground rules. You have this time right now and it's really to prepare you and for the rest of the family for a better future. Um, save for yourself. It can be difficult. A lot of people, especially Filipinos, find it very difficult to not give their all. I love my family and I will give them my all. And that includes everything I earn. The thing with that is that you also need to love yourself because at the end of the day, how can you take care of your family and everyone else if you are not taking care of yourself? And this is not selfish. Loving yourself and having a future is not selfish. And this is not just for your current family members, but this will be for your next generation, for your own kids. That's the difficult part. It's really telling your family right now that this has to be something you guys need to do. You're talking to your parents. Tell them this is not for you. This is for your future grandchildren. And that is why I'm saving and setting aside money. And that is why... I need to make sure that a certain amount goes and not just for the family right now. And again, we go back to self-love. You have to learn to love yourself more than your family at the end of the day because you are someone you have, you can rely on to bring your family to a better future. You really have to ask, and this it can be very blunt, but you really have to ask your family, will they love you less if you cannot give as much? Right? That's a tough question to answer. Oh, yeah. That does sound super hard. Like, it doesn't sound like a conversation you'd have over dinner, right? 
it's really reframing it from, you know, just providing for us now. I am providing for, you know, my grandchildren, for, for the future, and yourself. Because again, it's the only way to elevate your family. I imagine even just thinking about having this conversation is already stressful. Like, would you consider finances a major source of anxiety? Like when you were in HR, did you deal with a lot of that type of stress from the employees under you? Oh, yes. And when I was in HR, there was no such thing as upload to pass it off. As HR, you see them every day in the elevator and in the hallway and in the pantry. And it can be very difficult to give them advice about how they, how they spend things. Even more so now that I am a mental health um, counselor, one of the top three problems people face would be finances. It's really how they handle their finances and what's happening with them with their finances. I know that you must give a lot of advice about how to deal with it, what we can do like at our desk to deal with, with the anxiety. Yeah, that's right. So number one would be really thinking about the now. You have to keep on remembering that things that you worry about and you're angry about, that's usually in the past. Things you are afraid of, it's usually in the future. You have to remember, where are you now? What are you doing now? And it's really making sure that you are pretty much aware of what's happening to you now. And it can be simple things like, I just ate, I am full, I am okay. Making sure that you are quite aware of your surroundings and what's happening is very important. Because again, our mind brings us to a very dark place. It can bring us to, again nightmare scenarios if we want it to bring us there and it's the most powerful part of our body we want to make sure that it's actually in the right place and the right place is always where we currently are got it you know what really also helped me from that talk miss z was um you're mentioning that the rose because i i have a regular meditation practice but since this pandemic it's been really hard to just have my mind rest. And you made the recommendation to pray the rosary. And in my family where, you know, my husband's an atheist, um, it's not something that we do very often. I, I sometimes, but I just started doing it again with my kids and it's replaced my meditation practice. How are praying the rosary and having like that meditation and being in the now, um, having the same effect on me. They seem like such different practices. Um, at the end of the day, what meditation does is put your mind at a restful place or it changes the waves, the brain waves from a more static place to a more relaxed and calm alpha and delta brainwave state. And this is exactly how the rosary does things. So when we do our meditation, usually we try to rest our mind. We try to make sure that it is in a calmer state. Sometimes we even use mantras like um or who or even saying repetitive things like I am okay, we are okay, we will be okay. And, and saying all those things repetitively while you're doing your meditation. Like I want love, I want abundance, I want wealth or health. This is the exact same thing the rosary does, right? So you're doing, uh, you 
are resting your mind and doing repetitive uh, movement, not just on your hands, focusing on your hands, but also repetitive words. So it puts your mind in a calmer state. If you do have a hard time doing both because of the stresses in at home or you have children, I do suggest that sitting under the shower for a few minutes helps a lot with clarity and relaxation. And again, putting your mind in that brainwave state, which allows us to be more relaxed. So sitting in the shower alone, I'm pretty sure you're alone with taking a shower, helps a lot. <laughs> sure, that makes sense. You mentioned that you're a teacher of raising your frequency, and that's super exciting because that's what our podcast is all about. It's like level up, turn it up, raise your frequency. Um, could you give us some tips like on the first step to leveling up and raising your frequency? And why we raise- do it now? <laughs> Raising your frequency basically just allows us to be in a certain level or frequency that will make us be better people and be around better people and see a better future. So one, number one, and these are very, these are not skills. These are things that you should actually already have that you don't need to build on, but it's difficult to do, especially given the surroundings that we have within covid within the pandemic scenario and outside the pandemic scenarios. Number one would be self-love. Making sure that you love yourself. And it's very difficult to do, especially if you're a Filipino. People will always say, I'm selfish for doing this. People will always say, I'm a yabang for, for doing this. I should always be humble for doing this. A lot of the people I work with, especially Filipinos, I do tell them, Always think of how you love other person and do that for yourself. If you love how you love another person. If you wake up in the morning and you send a message to your loved one, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, you send a message, you say, good morning, babe. I hope you have a nice day. I love you very much. Do that for yourself on a daily basis. If you send them food because you want them to be healthy and you give them, you don't give them junk for sure. If you do give them advice about, you know, you have to believe in yourself, babe. You have to make sure that, you know, you have to make sure that you're the best at work. You have to work hard. Then do that for yourself. Say that to yourself. Encourage yourself. You are your the best cheerleader for the people around you that you love and be the best cheerleader for yourself as well. It's very difficult, actually. It's not something easy, especially in our culture. Second would be gratefulness. It's something that we take for granted. Grateful in terms of, yeah, I'm grateful. I'm so thankful that I'm home and I'm safe. No, feel it. Feel how grateful you are. I am so Effing thankful I am alive right now. When you wake up, look out, and that's the first thing you see. Oh my God, I'm so thankful I'm alive. I'm so thankful my family members are healthy today. And do that every single day. Because you really have, if you mean it, you will say it every day. If you mean it, you will um, do it every time. Be grateful towards yourself and everything happening around you. And be grateful towards other people. That's beautiful. It sounds so easy. It sounds easy. 
Sound- <laughs> you make it sound easy. <laughs> Eventually, it does become second nature. Last would be, of course, your boundaries. Making sure that you have the boundaries. Making sure that you have your own principles and your own goals in place. If you have to write it down, write it down. And then everything that you do should be around these things. If you're asked to do something and you don't feel like doing it, sometimes you feel it in your gut anyway, that this this does not sit well with me. Don't do it. Put your foot down and say, this is not something I can do. It can be difficult as well in the office scenario because sometimes people say, but it's our job. But then if it does not sit well with you, discuss it with your boss. It does not sit well with me because there's nothing wrong with voicing out your own principles and your own values. And uh, that's something you should respect if you are pretty sure about what they are. And that's something that other people should respect. Yeah, that takes a lot of knowing yourself, right? Like maybe something to think about also in the shower. Yeah. (laughs) So guys, go get in the shower, rest your mind, and start practicing on yourself the kind of love you show the most beloved people in your life. Feel the gratefulness every day. And take this time at home to understand what your boundaries are so that you can stick to them. Self-love is something that we all need to do. Loving yourself is not selfish at all. Loving yourself is making sure that you have something to give to other people. Thank you so much, Ms. Z. We look forward to keeping in touch with you online. Check her out at Zara Hernaez de Hoya on Facebook or at Zhihihi on Instagram. In case you need a personal boost, she does free counseling. Just reach out to her on her social media. Maybe she'll be the HR hero that you tell us about at Uploan PH. Remember to send us your stories. I look forward to seeing you again next week with some amazing advice on how to manage your money and reduce some of that financial stress that's already super real, even when there isn't a global pandemic to worry about. See you next time. Meanwhile, keep leveling up.